This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Open to Alchemy podcast. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation with my guest, Andrea McCollum. She is an artist and a healing energy facilitator, and we talk about so many incredible topics. We cover a bit about human design and a bit about astrology, and then talk about resistance and flowing with energy. And it's a really fun and honest conversation on the benefits of knowing ourselves better. You can find her on social at Concrete and Crystals. And she also has a podcast that is called Spirit Crumbs. So you will love learning more about her. I hope you enjoy this interview and love to get your feedback any thoughts, questions, comments, definitely send them my way. Stay tuned for the interview with Andrea. I am so excited to do this with you. I know we have chatted and planned and the universe always has her own timing. And so here we are. I know it seems like that happens so much now where we just don't have the control that we think we do. Yeah. And I think I, I actually feel like it is a good lesson for me. And so I have been checking in with people, appointments, clients, recordings, you know, in the days leading up just to check in with people's energy. And I know that not everybody in every business can do that, right? I have to understand that I'm grateful that I have a structure that has flexibility, but I love that you're doing that and I'm doing that and other people are starting to really just honor their energy that sometimes you schedule something and it just (laughs) life is not going to make it happen that way. And so why not just say, I'm not feeling like this is the right energy or, you know, something's come up or my schedule has changed, or this isn't a good time for me. I feel like if we don't own that as like spiritual business people, and if we don't sort of set that stage, then it's hard for other people to be able to take up their own space that way. Absolutely. And I think like I'm a triple Capricorn, like my Mercury's in Capricorn. I am so used to being in the masculine and planning and structuring. And I think that has been a really big lesson for me as well to honor my own cycles. And then by doing that, I think it gives permission, like you said, to other people to do that as well. And I think the outcome is better. If your energy is good and something is feeling in alignment and you wait until it's feeling good, sometimes that works. I still have the balance between like keeping commitments, but also allowing that flow to kind of come through as well. So I appreciate you acknowledging that that is something we're trying to do more often now because it's not been kind of in allowance in the past. Yeah, it's totally true. And again, knowing that it obviously can't always work out that way. There's things that you've paid for. There's things that don't have a refund or a, you know, a policy that allows for flexibility. And I totally honor people who that's their schedule and they have to keep for that. But I think, 
you know, I'm someone who can take everything very, very personally and feel things very intimately and intensely. And it is a gift to myself to let go of the idea that anybody is doing something to me, even though we're the star of our own show, all all of us, (laughs) to not feel like when somebody changes an appointment or if somebody asks to do something differently, like to not take that as an attack on my character or my abilities or what I'm offering, but that takes practice, right? Because we're kind of queued up to to feel that each accomplishment adds something to our credibility or our value. So how, how do you navigate that within the flow of honoring yourself? I, yeah, I feel like is something that I still struggle with because one of the things it actually came up in the last couple of weeks boundaries have been coming up for me a lot Mm. and with that has been people because I didn't realize that my self-value had risen until I started getting really upset with people who were continually changing the schedule or just not showing up for things and then I realized okay there like I said there needs to be a balance like if somebody says to me and communicates hey this isn't a great time is there a time that works for you to reschedule still honoring my time? That is totally cool. That is fine. But if somebody just doesn't show up or completely dismisses it or doesn't give me an alternative and just says, I can't do this right now. And then disappears. I think that's where it comes through with like the communication for me. And so I try to do the same. If I know that I can't honor a commitment, I will say that up front and give some notice. I don't just not show up. But at the same time, I try to then offer the other person to suggest times that works for them when possible. And I think communication is what it all boils down to for me is like how it's communicated. And then I kind of go from there. I think that's kind of what I've learned is that it's the communication that bothers me and makes me take it personally more so than the actual thing. Because I know myself, I've had a lot of stuff come up where I've had to reschedule. So I do honor that with other people. But I've learned that it's the communication that really dictates how I feel about it now. Yeah, that's so interesting. And and so I know you had mentioned that you're a triple Capricorn and I am admittedly still a, a newbie and entry level astrology lover. So what does that triple Capricorn have to do with communication or is that someplace else in your chart? Um, for me, it's more so just that I show up in like work mode all the time I want to be doing and moving things forward I'm very work like workaholic is in my nature because I'm a Capricorn rising and uh sun so it shows up that way too that's how people also see me I have a cancer moon so I do have a sensitive side I do have that, that like home body like sweet sensitive side but my mercury which is communication is in Capricorn. So I like things to be clear and like I want to have a plan I want to communicate which is why I've learned that that's why I receive that well as as well as like having people communicate clearly with me yeah but I love that because that is being so authentic to who you are and also being clear on your expectations for other people because I don't know if you have fallen into this trap of expecting other people to be a mind reader (laughs) and just well, don't they know that this is how I am or this is how I want things? And one of the many reasons I 
love astrology and human design and any of these soul modalities is because I feel like they continue to give us a little bit more permission, a little bit more validation, a little bit more information so that if we are people who approach things more timidly or are confrontation avoiders, <laughs> then having this information, having this knowledge really sort of is like, well, it's not me, but my chart says that. So if you could please listen to what I need. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like for me, I have been timid in the past, but what I realized was because work comes naturally to me, I'm pretty good at work being like, Hey, I need to know, I need this from you. Like if it's a work thing, but if it's a personal thing, that's where I really struggle. Like if it's someone I am very, very close with, it's hard for me to say, you need to give me a time. Like you need to, like, I feel like I'm being you know, bossy, or I feel like I'm being aggressive. If I'm like, to like my best friend being like, um, you need to give me a time. Can I send you my schedule? You know, like that feels weird. So that's something I'm trying to balance now is like, cause that's where I'm seeing myself, myself getting tested. That's where the patterns are coming up now is in my personal life, because now I haven't created personal boundaries with people. And so I think being a Capricorn, you know, I learn first in work and then I'm like, oh, my actual regular relationships could use some of this as well, because I, I find myself getting stressed out around my friends and family when this happens and I don't, it's like my brain forgets what to do. And so now that's what I'm working on is kind of implementing that in the personal life, because that's where I struggle to speak up most of the time. Mm. Yeah, I, that definitely resonates. I feel like I am maybe, I don't know if it's the opposite. I feel like sometimes intimately because, and you, I don't, you have to tell me what I am, but I said my chart, but um, I think because I feel very comfortable in those intimate relationships, it's sometimes easier for me to share and be transparent and communicate versus when I find myself on platform or a stage. And again, this is, I'm putting myself in this box of, well, you need to be the expert or you need to present yourself this way or something. Then that's where I have felt less confident and comfortable. Isn't that so fascinating? I love that we're like coming at it from different angles. It is fascinating. And I think like, I don't know your chart too well. And, I'm, and I just, to, for anybody listening, I'm not an astrologer. I'm not like studied in human design I just love these things I like dig into them and I like to learn more about myself because I feel like it's part of shadow work I want to see the positive things about myself but I also want to see where my shadows might be that maybe I'm not aware of and so I've had to learn over time that sometimes like you said you I wish I had that ability my personal relationships to be more open but for some reason that's more difficult for me and it's something I'm working on because I know my relationships could be better if I actually was more open and communicated more so I do love that you're the opposite I think that's always so fascinating to see when what it looks like from the other side yes if we can look at it from that beautiful open-hearted perspective and not be closed off to it or not pick at it, which again, that probably is a shadow for everybody in some places in their, their design or in their chart to not be able to see it 
with the curiosity and with that perspective of, wow, that's interesting versus you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it can go quickly one way or the other, <laughs> depending on how strongly you feel about your own. It kind of like might make you feel a certain way about someone else. And I mean, I've really dug my heels in on certain things, but I think over time, I've started to value the relationships more and I've been less stubborn. Like as I get older, I feel like I soften more and it's just like something that's happening more naturally. My North node, which in astrology is like what you're moving towards is in Pisces, which is more flowy. It's a water sign. And I don't have a lot of that in my chart. So it's something that I also keep in mind a lot where it's like, okay, this isn't working. I'm getting resistance from people around me. Maybe I need to be the one to soften a little bit. And as much as that hasn't come naturally to me, it's something that over time I've started to kind of practice is that mindfulness around like how I'm impacting other people. If I'm feeling like a certain way about something, then I'm like, okay, but what am I doing to kind of bring this up in other people as opposed to just always being like, why is this person being like this? Sometimes I'm like, well, what am I doing to make them feel that way? Or what am I doing to make them feel like it's okay to talk to me like that? I'm trying to look at it from what I'm doing instead of trying to put it all on the other person now. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good. So when you are feeling resistance, what does that feel like? How does that show up for you? The pattern, like I said, lately that has been coming up so much is people where I take it as them not respecting my time. They're changing deadlines, they're moving things off. And I'm, I am someone who, if you say to me, I think we should have this done by this time, I set aside time throughout the weeks or the days leading up to it to make sure I'm doing my part. And so if I'm not receiving what I need from them, I've still set that time, time aside. I've closed off parts of my calendar, you know, like I could have had other clients. And so I, when I find this happening over and over again, which I was for the past couple of months, I had things that kept getting delayed. I never knew what was happening. And then I realized, okay, well, I'm allowing this, like, this is something I, you know, would try to say, Hey, can we move this along? And people weren't responding. They were still having, there's this resistance for them to take a deadline. And then I had to reframe it and say, look, this is what I'm doing. I am setting aside time and I am budgeting time away from other clients to do this work. So that's why I am expecting this from you. And like changing the phrasing of why it's impacting me instead of them being like, what's the big deal? I'm giving you more time, right? They just see it as like, you're, I'm giving more time. But it's like, no, you're continually every week taking time from me because I have to leave space for you. And where I learned that skill was I worked in retail for like 15 years. And when I got into management roles, I always started my day saying to the people who were supporting me, this is what I'm doing today. I'm responsible for X, Y, Z. Can you do this one thing? You know, and I would give them their tasks next and be like, in order for me to complete all of these things, I'm going to need to support with this. So now if it's a client and say, I need certain files, I need links to things, passwords, whatever it is I need. I say to them, I need, I'm going to be setting aside time so I can do these things. But in order for me to do these things, I need these things from you. And that has totally shifted the perspective. Now, all of a sudden, when I ask them for something, they're sending it to me right away. I don't have to explain myself anymore. And so the resistance is I had to see like, what am I doing to make them resist, right? Like where, what are they not seeing from my perspective? And ever since I figured that out and I was like, well, I'm not communicating why <laughs> I'm not telling them why I need this time. I'm not telling them what I'm doing in the time you know, when they think I have free time, I'm not telling them what that looks like for me. And so that's where, like I said, I'm communicating what my side looks like to people. 
people. And that's become so much clearer for them. And that's kind of what's shifted the flow of things for me. That is so major. And I'm sure that people listening like I am are having their little minds blown that really by just communicating your needs and also it sounds like you extended and softened the energy between you so that they were pulled into your flow and your creative process and what you were working on and so that you guys were coming together at a different point versus feeling that like well, why do they need this? And this timing doesn't work for me. And that push and pull resistance, it became so much more of a cohesive way to work. And I can think about so many times, and I'm sure people listening also where without that extra information, of course, people don't get it, right? And they don't feel like what they're offering has a place or a value, or they don't understand where it fits into the whole thing. And such a simple shift can make such a big difference. That's really cool that you were able to do that. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it is like just a shift to make and it's, and it makes it more of a co-creative process. Like most of the time I'm working on something for them. Like it's like their podcast, their project. So I'm like, in order for us to create this thing, you know, we both have to have things happening. It's not just me. I can't, I'm not your voice. You know, I can't do your podcast episodes for you. I can't, you know, do these things without your energy. And like, I want you to have the best possible outcome. And when I have less time, that means I have less time to do more editing, you know, like it it limits the amount that I'm able to do for you when we have this looming deadline, you know, for example. So just letting people know. And I think even in like day-to-day life, when you think about when people talk, like I'm not a mother, but when people talk about motherhood or, you know, family dynamics and one person is like, why is nobody helping me? But if they haven't said I need help, you know, like, like you said before, like we're not all mind readers. Some people are very perceptive and can pick those things up. And I think, you know, some of us are more naturally able to see where the holes are, like where things need to be done. But when someone isn't that way, it's very helpful to just say, Hey, would you mind doing this? Or, Hey, these are the things on the list today. What would you like to take care of? Right. And I think that is a perspective that I have just slowly started to learn, especially with human design. I'm a generator. And when I realized like we need things to respond to, and I think about growing up, if my mom didn't say, these are the chores that need to get done, we probably would have just done our own thing in our own little worlds. Right. Whereas if she said, these are the chores that need to get done. My brothers and I are all generators. Each of us picked a thing we wanted to do. And that was our thing every week we did it right but like until she said these are the tasks we would just assume there's no tasks right yeah oh that's that's a good one in my own house um example and i also think that sometimes as because i'm a manifesting generator sometimes it is frustrating to feel like you have to ask for help because we think that as little generator beings we should be able to take care of it all and do it all But I love that you are sharing that, especially for people with partners or children or other people that they're living with intimately, that being able to invigorate or activate them and what their roles can be in your life is such a hugely valuable thing. Yeah. And I think like, I am really bad at asking for help too. And that's why that's taking me so long to learn this lesson that like, 
I have to tell people, like I like to be under the impression, you know, I'm a Capricorn, I'm a generator. I want people to think that I'm just a one person machine and that I can do all the things, but <laughs> I can't like realistically, I've been in burnout so many times in my life because I do that. And I haven't followed my sacral energy with the yeses and nos either. I've said yes to a lot of things that I probably should have said no to. But then sometimes I want to say yes to it, but now I've realized yes with support. There's like another layer to it for me. Like, is this something I'm going to do alone? Or is this something that I can take on if I have help from someone? I'm starting to um, train someone to help me with some of this, the tasks that I don't love doing that they actually are much better at than I am. And this allows me to take on bigger projects because now I have the support and I can say yes without that hesitation of like, am I going to be in burnout if I do this thing? Yeah. And it's bringing up so much for me about not only how that ego and conditioning can keep us in that siloed perspective of this is the way that work is supposed to be. This is the way that, you know, I'm supposed to perform. This is the way that I'm supposed to show myself to the world, but also the forms in which help can come in and the forms in which abundance can come and growth can come. And I'm curious how you open up to allow, how you are able to expand your viewpoint of what's possible, knowing that there might be a specific way that you think it should be, but now I'm going to allow it in whatever way it's supposed to be. How does that shift happen? For me, it's been a gradual thing. One thing I've always been pretty good at is following nudges as they come. I call them spirit crumbs. And so like, it's like synchronicity, but when it's like a tangible thing you can follow. And I now see patterns a lot. So if I see the same pattern that I'm not getting the abundance that I think I should be for the energy exchange, like if I feel like I'm working my ass off and I'm not taking a break ever, and I'm still at the same level, I'm like, okay, something has to change. Sometimes that means increasing prices, but sometimes it means like adjusting what that work looks like or seeing, you know, maybe if I had a team member, like I said, I could do bigger projects. I could charge more money. I would, there'd be more value. And sometimes it's just as simple as taking a step back for a minute and like looking at what other people are doing that is making them feel more expansive. And I think for me, you know, I've only been doing this like maybe a year, but I now can look at, like I said, like previous experiences, like how did things work in retail? What structures worked? What didn't work? And looking at people around me, like what are they doing that's making them have all of this? Like when I see somebody with free, with free time, I'm like, how do I get that? <laughs> because I'm always like to capacity. And I think for me, capacity has become a big thing where it's like, I don't want to feel like I'm at the top of capacity all the time, because then if I have a bad day that I need rest, something's not getting done. And then that stresses me out. Whereas now I leave a bit of space. I spread things out a little bit more. I say no to things, which is a big thing. If it's something that I'm like, I know I don't have capacity for that right now. And then if there's a day that I can't work, that's okay. It just gets done another day. And I don't I leave some more space for myself. And that's how I've been able to kind of look at that from a different perspective and kind of open up to abundance coming in new ways. And I've realized like I went to school for four years, five years for art. And I haven't done art in a year because I got so focused on the tasks that I was doing for 
other aspects of my business. And I was like, wait a second, I haven't created a new print in like eight months because I've been doing so much audio editing. And I was like, okay, I need to let go of some of that. I'm at capacity there. And then start leaving space in my schedule for what I do want to do, what does light me up. Mm. So without cultivating that space so that you can have the awareness, it's really challenging to be able to see those patterns. Yeah, definitely. And I think like before the pandemic, I was at full, full capacity, like every hour of my time was scheduled. So I didn't have the time to look at my time. You know what I mean? Like I had two jobs. I was in school full time. I, at the time had a partner who lived an hour away. My family lived an hour or more away. And anytime I had a weekend off, which was a miracle because I had two jobs, I had to decide where I was driving basically. And like what I needed to pack and who I was visiting and who's going to be disappointed that I didn't visit them on that one weekend off. And I was just literally at capacity all the time. And I had an actual panic attack with hives the week before everything shut down because I realized I didn't schedule time to actually do my art projects that where I was going to be graded on. I left time for every shift I had, you know, all my classes, all this other stuff. And I just realized, oh my God, when am I actually going to do the work? (laughs) And so that's where that, like, there's, when there's no wiggle room, of course, you're not going to have the time to sit and look and say, what's working, what's not working. And so when I was rebuilding kind of after I finished school and everything, I've been very cautious on the other side where it's like, I'm scheduling nothing unless it's something I want to do or something that I know I have capacity for and something that I feel good in like my sacral saying yes to. What's your process for evaluating what's working and what's not? And I'm so curious your answer because I think that that is a place where Again, the discernment of what's easy, what feels good, what's supposed to happen, what other people are valuing me for can get all mixed up in a tornado of people just not really even knowing what's working and what's not working. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. It becomes a jumbled mess. Once I get into a flow of a routine, it's really hard for me to step back from it. If I'm feeling frustrated, like as a generator, when we're not in alignment, we feel frustrated. And if I feel frustrated, but I'm doing 10 million things, it takes a while to be like, which one of the 10 million things am I frustrated with? And so I'll just kind of notice in my body over the next few days, first of all, what am I avoiding doing? Like, what am I like? I will do literally anything except these things. And then looking like, is this a task I have to do? Like, is it getting my taxes together? Obviously I have to do that. Even if I'm avoiding it, that means I should probably just do it first and get it out of the way. But if it's something in my business where it's like something I'm not enjoying in general, like audio editing, I love doing it for some clients, but I don't love doing it all the time. And then I was like, okay, I have to maybe not renew some of these contracts because Otherwise, all I do is audio editing and like, then I'm like feeling overwhelmed. And when I started doing that and I have my clients that I work with, my regular clients, it feels great. And now I've had time where like in the evening, I can just sit and watch a movie. You know, I have a day, I I can go for a walk during the week. I can, you know, go to the library and get a book. Like I can do regular things and I'm not losing anything. The abundance is coming in still. It may be in different ways, different projects that are showing up, but it's leaving that space for myself. And now realizing what does excite me is thinking about doing more artistic projects and doing more healing work. That's something I've had. And 
this is something that I just want to point out in terms of like spirit crumbs is like synchronicity and stuff for me shows up when I take action. So I take action by saying no to the things that are not in alignment anymore and then being open to what might show up to replace it. Because obviously we still need money coming in. I still have bills to pay. <laughs> I can't do none more. I can't just be like, I don't feel like working anymore, but just being open. And so what's happened now is that I've had more people coming to me. Like I'm not seeking them out as a generator. Things get magnetized to me. And then I just respond to them. And I've had three or four people reach out in the last two weeks saying, hey, are you still doing healing sessions? Hey, can I book a healing session? Can you do a reading for me? You know, can I book a soul blend session with you? And I just send them my calendar and they're booking them. And that's replacing those things that I didn't want to do. And I love those sessions because they're so feminine as opposed to like when I'm doing the editing, I'm just actively doing the same thing over and over again. And it feels super masculine. But now when I have this time to like open up to the energy and connect with people, it feels like I have this nice balance now between the masculine and the feminine. And so it's just letting myself respond to things and leaving space for things to show up. And I think before it's like, I still have people coming to me for audio stuff, like, and it's not like they're not, they're going to stop coming, but it's me having to make that decision for myself, which is really hard when somebody's saying, Hey, and especially when it's people I want to work with, like, I love their energy, but I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just don't have capacity right now. And by me saying that that's magnetic because then the universe is like, good for you. You're like standing up yourself you're like doing what feels good and then I get more stuff coming in so it's kind of this like push and pull with the universe of like trusting yourself self-trust of being like no I know something that feels more in alignment will show up even if I say no to this thing that's like right in front of me the struggle is real I am so glad that you talked through that whole example and range of of how it is because I do feel like that is for a lot of people saying no to the thing they have in hopes of something future is really the definition of crazy. Like for some people that like, how could you, yeah. how could you give up the thing that you have? How could you quit this thing? How could you expect for something else to come in? And it's so great for me personally, and hopefully for everybody listening too, to hear you speak about this. And again, such a just matter of fact way, because unless you continue to surround yourself with people who believe this, people who embody this, people who show this in real life, it is so easy to get pulled back into that very traditional 3D way of viewing things. And I find myself in that place right now where it's just that constant push and pull, ebb and flow. I see it this way. I see it this way. Is it this? Is it this? And also I'm curious how you are able to make sense of it. If you do, when the things come that are easy, when things get pulled into you, have you been able to figure out a pattern or detect what was happening before then asking for a friend? (laughs) (laughs) well what I would tell your friend is that it is usually when I've set a boundary or really done something to show the universe like no I'm serious like I really need this to change and then I've taken action and having a complete meltdown and crying counts as that because if so I've got a lot coming my way (laughs) (laughs) a thousand percent I feel like that's actually the point that I get to yeah when I need know I need to make a decision where I'm like either 
so frustrated and I feel like nothing's working, even though I know that's not true. I know that I just haven't figured it out or I have a complete mental breakdown or a lot of other emotional patterns start to show up where I'm going through emotional triggers. And that's what's ha been happening to me recently, like I said, with like personal things where it's like, okay, I'm, I need, I'm needing to set new boundaries. And then I kind of always have that like one eye looking at the business and how things are showing up when my personal stuff is going weird and vice versa. And so for me, like when I have all of this stuff coming in is when I, like, I've set some pretty big boundaries with people in the last couple of weeks and immediately, like literally two days ago, I was like, I cut communication with someone. The next day I had someone ask me if they could refer their friends to me for readings, which is something I've been putting out there. Like I want to do more readings and healing energy stuff and soul blend sessions. And literally the day after I had that come in. And so I do feel like that's how it shows up for me is when I, if I say something over and over again, or like, for example, if anybody listens to my podcast knows I've been saying for months like I'm going to make more time for art I'm going to make more time for art but I haven't been doing it and then I eventually get to a point where I'm annoyed with myself I'll say it out loud and be like oh my god I'm so annoying and then I take action to find a way to do it because I just get frustrated with myself I annoy myself so much sometimes that I'm like hey we're sitting down and we're finding room in the schedule I can't keep going on like this because that's my sign if I've said it out loud a few times that I, I know that it's true for me. If I'm willing to say it to other people, I put it out there, right? Then I'm like, hey, this is real. I'm actually feeling this. So I do need to make this happen. And then that's when I start to look at the schedule and be like, okay, what can I let go of a little bit to make space for this? Mm. So you're saying we've got to do the hard thing. <laughs> That is the Capricorn part of me being like, you have to take action. That's why for me, fear comes like, I love the idea of like serendipity. I love that movie. I love, but for me, that's the feeling that you get when these things show up, right? Like how magical it is and oh, how amazing yeah. and like synchronicity for me is like seeing angel numbers and signs and birds and things that remind me of spirit. But for me, a spirit crime is when something is like dropped in your lap. Like when somebody says, can you do a reading for me? Right. And you've been thinking about it. Then you're like, oh, this isn't something I can say yes to in the moment. Right. Or if somebody, if you see a book that you're like, oh my God, that's exactly the topic I've been thinking about. You can get that book, right. You can do a thing with that. Whereas like, if you're seeing signs and symbols and stuff, that's still synchronicity for me, you're still moving in the right direction. But a spirit crumb is like when it's a thing, like a crumb is a thing you can see, right? Like there's crumbs on the floor. You can do something with that, right? Whereas mm. like the energy of synchronicity can sometimes be around you and you're just like, I'm not seeing it. But all of a sudden then if somebody, I, like for example, at one point I thought maybe I wanted to do human design readings. And I said it out loud in like a live on Instagram. And the next day, somebody, it wasn't posted anywhere. Somebody who wasn't following me before randomly reached out and was like, hey, I don't know why I just thought I would ask you if you do human design readings. And I was like, that is a spirit crumb. That's somebody literally dropping it in my lap and being like, you said you wanted to do this thing. Are you going to do it? Right. And that's more how it shows up for me. So you have awareness for the signs and the synchronicities. And then it's when the more tangible actionable item presents itself that you really feel like it's come into existence. Yeah. And I mean, it may show up differently for people with different 
human design types, like as a generator, I'm always responding to something. For someone who is, let's say, like a manifester and they have an idea and they're really sure about it, and then all the signs start to line up and they're seeing the numbers and stuff, that could be their way of getting confirmation because they get to make up the thing, right? They mm-hmm. get to be the one who like decides what the thing is. And then I'm on the other side just being, somebody show me a thing I can do that's in this general area. And then they might be like, hey, I have this program. And then I might be like, yes, that's the thing I've been looking for. So sometimes you have to think about your own design type and authority yeah. and stuff. But Well, and as me- a manifesting generator, again, being this hybrid type, it is this ebb and flow of like, sometimes I feel so manifester. I think it, I create it, it happens. People are like, you just talked about that yesterday. How do you have that out there? It's just go, go, go. And then sometimes I have to remind myself that the generator energy doesn't act that way. And so I'm sharing this for other manifesting generators listening. And again, we have such a wide range in our energy type, such a huge spectrum of where you are in the manifesting to generator scale. Yeah. Um, That it is an interesting and funny dance. And sometimes I'm like, why wouldn't it would be so much easier if I was just one way and it was just one thing, but then knowing me, I would be miserable and bored and hate it if everything was just had a certain method or had a certain way. And so all the messages for me are always about flow and always about just going with it and finding the ease. That's my new thing. I I feel like I need to have a poster wrapped around. It's going to be easy if you let it be. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I'm so curious to hear your soul blend and all the different modalities that you use. Yeah. So I have in my regular sessions that are always available, I have one called the soul blend session, which has been a favorite because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, I kind of want energy healing, but I know I want to get some messages and I feel like I could use some help with coaching. So it's just kind of a blend. So we get into the session and some people want mostly energy healing. And then maybe for me to pull a few cards and see what's coming up. Other people really want coaching. So we start out with some cards or something and see where they need support in. Sometimes we end with energy healing. It's just kind of a co-creative thing, which I'm really enjoying. I feel like they're really fun and it's a way of really making the most of the time as well. Um, And then I have my healing energy offerings, which I have three levels. I have a refresh, which is just 15 minutes. And these are all done completely remote. There's no Zoom session or anything. And we can connect at the end of it if you want to do like a 10 minute debrief. But I do either 15, 30 or an hour. And those are just like based on what you feel you need at the time. I do sometimes do intuitive oracle card readings. That is one of my offerings, but people tend to go for either the healing energy or the soul blend, but that is available too. And then I'm going to be doing a program. It's going to be starting, I'm being more open with this and being more feminine and not trying not to control it too much, but I'm going to be doing a group coaching offering, which will be six weeks. And it's going to be following your spirit crumbs. So exactly what I've been talking about. And it, because it's a group, it's going to unfold a little bit more naturally because depending on the energy of the people in the group and how things show up for them, that will kind of dictate what we're doing each week and following through on these spirit crumbs. So it'll be kind of doing a bit of healing. It'll be following through on things that show up and sharing with each other how these things can come through. Because sometimes I think you need the example, like us talking to each other. 
and maybe you're missing them. Maybe you're getting them. You're like, oh, I didn't know I could act on that. Or, oh, I didn't know that was a sign. Right. And so it's going to be a really fun, like six week group pro like process of following through and then seeing where we end up at the end of the six weeks and see who's made changes and whether they're just internal ones or if it's external shifts that we're making. That sounds incredible. I love that idea. And I'm so excited for you to be putting that out. I think that that is going to be just really beautiful and fun and special. And I think it's so great for you to be holding space, creating this container for people to explore their own connection to spirituality and knowing that again, there's this like huge range and what comes in for you and the way it comes for you is not necessarily the way it comes for me and helping people identify that and feel really excited about their own connections. That sounds amazing. I am so excited about it. I appreciate you saying that. It's something that's been it's been one of my spirit guns for a while where it keep, I keep getting nudged in that direction because people keep asking me about it. Yeah. And even the fact that like, I hadn't told you about this offering, but you were asking me like how it shows up. And it's just something that people are curious about. And I think that doing it in a group is fun because again, like our conversation, just like sharing how it's different for each person and getting excited. I love seeing other people have spirit crumbs come through. I love when people are like, you won't believe the sign that I got today. Oh my God. And it it's makes the me best. so excited. Yeah. I feel like I have so many different people that I'm like, this happened. And then this animal showed up. And then, you know, we've talked about this before the I, yeah. I animals, the feathers, the numbers, um, lately there's been more visual things happening I don't know what to call them Ab aberrations is that a word that's the word right aberrations? yeah yeah um I was on the phone with a friend today and we were doing FaceTime on the phone and my screen turned completely pink and streaky out of Whoa. nowhere would not go away. I was moving it all around. I don't know what came in, but I feel like there's been more technology things, seeing auras. It's so fun. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to hear it. Please. You'll have to keep me updated on how everybody is, um, how their crumbs are coming along. <laughs> yeah. I want to see where they're leading them for sure. Yeah. And then tell me about the art and is that still separate or are you incorporating that into your healing energy offerings? I love that you asked that because as a generator, <laughs> I'm responding now because it's something that I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about or not. I wrote it down. It's on my paper, but Yay! I didn't mention it even though, even though I- And we didn't talk about it. Yeah. I literally have it on my list, but um, I did last year a project where for people's energy healing sessions, I had this template. It was a print, an intaglio print, and it had the chakras. And after every session, I would use watercolor to kind of like determine what that session was like in a visual representation. And I've had a bunch of people asking me about them. So it is something I'm going to be putting out in my offerings is the ability to actually get a, a, it's a tiny little like five by seven sort of print of what your session was like and the energy of it, because then the energy is imprinted in that and you're able to just look at it and visually kind of like feel the energy of it at any time, instead of having to always have to tap back into the energy. You can just have that as a reminder and as like a constant flow of energy for yourself. 
I have my truth tingles everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> that sounds incredible. And I think, again, like an astrology chart, like a human design body graph chart, I think sometimes having a tangible piece, a piece of art, something visual that we can hold on to that it, it sort of like opens up a new layer of embodiment. It gives us that empowerment. It makes it real. Even though we know it's real, it's this different layer of, of energy and understanding. And I think that I, okay, first of all, I want one, obviously. So, <laughs> um, and even for people to tap into their own intuition about what it looks like and what it feels like, that could be super supportive in that. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying all of that so much because that's exactly the intention that I feel like I, everything I talk about is making things tangible. I think it's yeah. that Capricorn at like Mercury where I just want things to be clear. I want to like people be able to feel it. I work with crystals when I do energy healing because I want something tangible like while I'm working. And I think having that representation of that session, you could do a three session package and make like a triptych of it, you know, like there's different ways to look at it. But I think for me, that's so important, having that empowerment, like you said, of like, no, this happened, it was a real thing. And when you're having a day that's a little bit challenging, you can look at that and be like, okay, no, I felt really good about that. And when we connect after your session, sometimes it's just an email, sometimes it's like, you know, a message on Instagram. But when you share with me, I'm also able to mirror back what I was doing that may have related to that. So at the end of the longer sessions, like half an hour or an hour, or if I'm going to be doing the artwork, we connect for just like 10 minutes, go back and forth about what was experienced. And then that's what I use to create it. And so it's kind of a valuable thing for both sides, because sometimes it's things feel really specific to me. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm feeling this very specific energy for this person. And I'll write it down. And when they come on screen and they're like, Hey, I had this specific sensation in this area. I'll be like, Oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. I've written it down. This is exactly what I was feeling. And it's a co-creative thing. Again, it's both of us validating for each other. And then having a tangible thing at the end of that too, is like a whole other layer. And I don't know what order this falls, but very importantly for you as a generator is to be creating what you love. And so now you get to do your art as part of an offering, which I think is really sweet and special. Yeah, it's the thing I'm probably the most excited about, but me not talking about it is exactly what I mean by like, sometimes I'm just like, I'm almost there, but I need to hear it, right? I need it to be there for me to respond to. So the fact that you asked about it, when, like I purposely didn't talk about it. Yeah, I had no idea like, that you were talking, that you were thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that I will definitely have in my offerings very soon. It will be in the link in my bio for sure. Oh, I love that. And you know, what's coming into me now? Um, one of the many, many gifts that you have and our, and our, letting people see in this conversation is how beautifully and intimately you know yourself. And I think that we can often get tripped up in this idea, this belief that it feels self-indulgent probably is the best word where, oh, what about this about myself? Or like, maybe about this 
but knowing yourself is such an incredible gift to give yourself. And why shouldn't you know yourself? Look at all the magic that you are able to tap into because you know yourself. And so I'm just sitting and taking in all this medicine of the time that I spend learning more about myself is immeasurable and how worthy and valuable it is. I appreciate that so much. It makes my heart so happy. In human design, actually, my incarnation cross is individualism. That's literally what I'm here on this planet to do is to just keep being myself. And then by people seeing that, it gives them permission to do the same. So like, with you saying that without me having to say it, it makes me feel so embodied. And that makes me so happy because that's all I want to do. Because it comes naturally to me, I'm just like, I want other people to feel like this, where it's like, I know myself, I know what my gifts are. And like, yeah, it can sound a little bit self-involved when you're saying it. But I think when I hear people say it, when I hear somebody say to me, this is what I'm good at, then I'm like, great. Now I know if I need help with these things, I know who to go to, right? Like, I love when people put themselves out there because it just is so much, so much more vulnerable than hiding it away and taking time to where you're like, you know, when somebody tells you something about themselves and you're like, how did I, how did you not tell me about that before? We could have been doing this together for 10 years, you know, like, you know, it's spirituality when you open and when you finally open up to someone and they're like, I've been reading about this for 10 years. Like if you never told me you were into it, we could have been having conversations all this time. Right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And just being able to be yourself. I mean, we spend so much time worrying about what other people think about ourselves, which could be spent just living who we are meant to be living. And that's an incredible cross. I love that for people listening, that is in human design, it's your purpose, your incarnation cross. And the way they describe it, it's not something that you do or you seek out. It's just that as you're living in alignment, as you're following your type and your strategy and your authority, it just sort of unfolds for you. So that is incredible. Mine is a really, I'm so curious to hear what you think. So mine is all about charisma and busyness and following spirit, like basically being connected to spirit and using that in various ways. <laughs> I love that. And I think as a manifesting generator, that is an exciting one to have because you can apply your connection to spirit to anything you do. You can do that in an embodied way where you're in connection to your own intuition. I think that is an amazing one for you. I love that. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting and fun one. And it's one that I literally go back to almost daily because I feel like there's so much nuance in it. And again, not that I'm forcing it, but just in, in understanding it and learning. And every time I find myself not valuing my meditation practice or thinking, I didn't really, that didn't really happen. I didn't really get that download. Or is that really what just occurred? Remembering, truly knowing that that is part of my purpose in action and, and breaking away from that conditioning of, oh, well, it's supposed to lead to something or it's supposed to become something. That connection is the thing. Oh my gosh. 
I easy love thing. <laughs> that so much. Like everything I do, which comes up a lot for me is about process. It's not the destination. Like even in my art, I chose printmaking and sculpture, which are the most labor intensive, you know, processes that I could have picked because, you know, with a paintbrush, you, you can look with painting, you can get paint, right? Like it's, you can do it anywhere for printmaking. You need a press, you need like the plates, you have to like aggressively do all of these things sometimes. And I mean, there's different variations, obviously I do it at home as well, but for me, I love being engaged with the thing almost more than seeing the finished product. So even with doing the healing session, it's about the session, it's about the connection. It's about me finding a way to make that a visual thing. And then yes, I have something to show for it at the end. But for me, the joy is in doing the thing. A hundred percent. I feel that way so much when it comes, and I was chatting with um, another magical mystical friend before we hopped on that the energy of creation for me. And again, it's really layering and layering and layering coming off of it's the, it's the birth of the idea. It's the communication of the idea. It's the creation of the thing is where I hold so much joy, less than the result, less than what that the impact or when that turns into. And I feel like a crazy person because I just want to be in the energy of creation and there's not an, and it's an interesting fit for what I'm choosing to do, because I feel like even in our spiritual soulpreneur space, people still have, well, what's the transformation that you're offering somebody? What's the like end result? And it's, And it's hard to, it's not hard. I'm finding it an interesting dance of my energy is here. Does it have to be here? Does that make sense? Yeah. And you know what? I think that's why I like the people that are drawn to me are the people that are, are similar to you. Like, I think that's why we get along so well, where it's like, you just want to be in that state of engagement and following the crumbs and following what comes and a lot of my clients end up being people who are wanting to get out of that set pattern of like, I have to show up this exact way. I have to do this thing. And, you know, no, seeing what the end goal is and then just having to plug along at it. The people that are, that I end up working with a lot or people that I'm drawn to work with as well are usually people that are more about that, like connection and curiosity and discovery and discovering about themselves. I think that's, for me, what the process is usually about when I work with people is like helping them find new layers of themselves. You're never going to be done growing. You're never going to be done learning. And I think if you are trying to get to that point, like that's, that sounds more scary to me than anything else. Stagnation is my biggest fear, which I discovered like in a reading with someone like a year and a half ago, two years ago. I don't want to get to the point where things are stable and normal and the same every day. (laughs) So like for me, if I discover something new about myself or about the people around me, that's exciting. I want to keep that energy. And I think, like you said, the process is that fun, energetic, first it's not the end point then you're kind of like looking for the next thing I feel like when I get to the end point of anything I'm like okay where's the discovery again a hundred percent as soon as something is over as soon as something flows through as soon as it's birth I'm on to the next thing which is so man gen it's ridiculous 
And I understand that a lot of people don't understand that energy. And so I feel like as you were speaking, what was coming in was the more that I can feel comfortable and owning what I love in the process, the more that I will attract people who feel that I'm a match for them and they're a match for me. I feel like that totally resonates. And I think like when I have clients that are a little bit more like, I want to figure this out, then, you know, you can kind of like help them along and help them progress in whatever way that means for them. But I do tend to, like you said, I feel like you will as well attract people that are more wanting that exciting energy of movement and action and moving forward and not necessarily knowing where it's going. I think when I have a client where we're both discovering their energy at the same time, it's the most exciting energy. It's like, we don't have this like, okay, we're going to do three sessions. And by the end of the three sessions, you will be here. That's why even with the six week session, I'm purposely not planning where we're going. It's like, we're going to see where we end up. It's going to be a fun, exciting thing for whoever joins to see where everybody ends up. You know, like when you're talking to your friends, don't you get excited when they tell you they did something new? <laughs> like, it's just like having a group of friends. And I think that'll happen with your clients as well. The more you're engaged in that part of the process with every person that you're with, the more that part of the process will become like the process, you know, like that'll be what people are coming for. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm putting it out there. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being with me, with all of us and sharing your beautiful, vivacious, like um, effervescent. That's the word that I want to use energy with everybody. I appreciate that so much. I love talking to you and I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation today. I know. And then I'm excited because I'm going to be with you on your podcast coming up. So that's going to be so fun. It's like a bonus. We get to talk two weeks in a row. And yeah, I'm so excited for that. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.